I really like that song, man. I was just getting into it. Uh, you know, I just, you know, again, I'm white, so I was just trying to hang. And you know what I'm saying? And I, I finally was getting the groove, you know? And then they went ahead and turned it over to me. So uh, that's good. All righty. Everybody happy? Yes. Did anybody notice a little change in the foyer today? Not only is Jesus in the sanctuary today, he's in the foyer. You, you probably didn't, you, you just probably came in and you didn't notice something significant. So mark my words, Jesus is in the foyer. And so look for him and you will see him in the foyer. Isn't Jesus wonderful? <laughs> All right. How many are happy today that your team won? Oh, boy. Shouldn't ask that. How many are just here today needing a word because <laughs> your team lost? Oh. Hey, how many saw Appalachian State run that miracle? Okay. Wait a minute. That was pretty good. Someone shouted out there. Um, how many like Appalachian? You go there? Your son goes there. All right. Well, I went there. And uh, so they pulled out a tremendous victory. Sorry, I just got a little flesh there, but, you know, for those of you who need healing, you just come up later on when our prayer workers are up here. Okay, let's, let's um, get into the Word today. I'm starting a whole new series. I'm excited about it. As a matter of fact, my wife and I are going to take topics within this teaching that's going to be excellent. And uh, the word I have in my heart to really drill on the inside of us, and it's, it's no surprise, based upon even what was sung today, I'm going to talk about stay the course. Stay the course. You're not just a starter. You're a finisher. Stay the course. What do I mean by staying the course? Keep going strong until the end of the contest. Pursue a difficult task or activity to the end. Say this with me and mean it from your heart. And again, you might have talked in church, but just, just amuse me. Okay, so say it with me. I'm not just a starter. I'm a finisher. Now, you know God's going to get on your case just because you said that. There could be a thing or two that uh, God wants us to finish when I, when I had already decided, um, well, God already decided that I needed to go into um, Rama Bible College, and, uh, you know, you just take every step at a time, and when you need the next step, he'll show it to you. But God, um, God was leading us to serve Bishop Hash in Winston-Salem, and but one of the first things he told, told me, I was like, I didn't want to hear that. He told me, uh, Joe, do you have any education? <laughs> Well, I wonder if he thought that about me. I don't know. But, uh, you know, how some, how do you like come up? Uh, are, are you educated? Uh, yes, yes, I am. And I, I have um, uh, many credits uh, in Appalachian State. And I said, but you know what? I was led to come here. He said, you know what? Finish your degree. That's exactly the way I responded. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? I finished. 
And uh, what I studied is such a blessing to me today. You know, when you get into even science and, and, and per- percentages of those who start the year off with certain goals, I, I sense you're saying underneath your breath, ouch, hallelujah. How many remember those goals you, you set this year? You didn't set any goals. Please raise your hand if you're sure. All right, all right. So I wonder how many you've completed. I wonder how many by the end of this year you didn't just start, but you completed. Listen, um, science says that only 8%, 8% of people actually achieve their goals or see their goals to the end. Why? Because, you know, uh, we have to keep the goals before us. Like we need to keep the Word of God before us so that we can be ready when the enemy attacks. We've got the word in our heart, and we know what to do. And uh, you just say the name of Jesus and get out of here. And you, 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 you rise up in your spiritual authority and kick wrong thoughts out of your mind. If God said we can control our thoughts, we can. But we have to renew our mind on the word of God. Otherwise, we will pursue things that gratify the flesh. But God said walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lusts of your flesh. And Philippians 1.6 says, I'm sure about this. The one who started a good work in you and me will stay with you. And I, I, I'm, I don't think I'm doing any disservice to the scripture, but it'll also stay on you. Sometimes in life you can sense that ah, something might be wrong. Maybe you didn't do, you know, what people call big sins. But sometimes God's getting after us because we hadn't fulfilled what he, what he told us to do. And, and, and so, you know, he'll get on us like a loving father. God's a father. Um, there, there are some ministries that only, only, only show God's goodness. And I think that needs to be emphasized. But the Word of God says, behold the goodness and the severity of God. We, we as an overall church universal have lost the fear of God. I mean, do we really believe that there's coming a day, there's coming a day that we will all stand before the Lord as Christians to give an account of what we were supposed to do here on this earth? Do we believe that? It's the Scripture anyway. And that's what He says. You know, the theme, what is the theme that we're beyond in some weeks? Stay the course till the end. But, but, what, but what if um, I took this word today and say, okay, I'm going to stay the course of what my flesh wants, my ambition wants, what, you know, I, I chose an occupation just because of the money, so... You know, I'm, I'm just heading in a direction in life, and um, I'm not feeding my spirit on the Word of God, which is the will of God. The more familiar you get with the will of God in the Word of God, you'll be familiar with the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us directly. Don't, don't be too concerned about, um, you know, hearing from God about your direction If you don't know how to hear from God, the best thing to do is get that word in your heart. 
Because the same word, that, that, that literal word there gives us direction. When you start following the direction of God's word, what it says as your final authority and, and, and as a very first precedent in your life, things will be different. But if we just, you know, when we were young, we, we went to these, uh, what do you call them days? Um, career days. And you know what we did? We said, what pays the most? It wasn't like, I wonder what God wants me to do. Please, please listen to this. In life, we are not supposed to just do what we want to do. In life, we are supposed to discover what we are. God made you with certain gifts and talents, and we need to engage them, certainly in the business world, and it's good to have a good job, but we need to also enact and engage those giftings in the church. Yep. You see a lot of the really famous singers that ended up on the, being shipwrecked, or that they originally started singing in church, and then they, they, feed, they fed on you know, things that drew them in this direction of their flesh. And so they just continued to go in that direction. And I, I was going in that direction one time in my life. I, I, I studied business and I, I studied to be in the business realm. But here I am, you know, this is, this is my ladder, what I believe God wants me to do. I, I want to I just get as high as I can, as high as I can, in the calling of God on my life. So what God's, you know, but, but at this time, I'm talking about somebody that is just going after a career, is just going after the American dream, it, it, not even including God in anything. So they're, they're, they got their ladder, and they, they this this thing I like to do, so I think I'll just lean this ladder against this wall because I want to get on top of this building and fulfill the full length of what God wants me to do. So, you know, we, it's not a bad thing if you're on the right path, but what if, what if, where are you going? You just got me off center. Okay, son. Leave me alone. I'm holding your ladder. Oh, you hold my ladder. Thank you. Are you getting something? Please say you are. Because we've all leaned our ladder against a wrong building, and we started climbing. Oh, Joseph, I trust you. This is pretty, like, not too close. Yeah, yeah. So I'm climbing the ladder of life, and then uh, you're Jesus. So Jesus, you know, we're, we're, we're just into our life. You know, like saying, what kind of church is this? Well, uh, the, um, anyway, just flow. Uh, so all of a sudden in my life, fi finally I allow God to get my attention. And so uh, then all of a sudden Jesus cries out to me. <laughs> so therefore, thank you. How many of us are going to go to heaven having done what we wanted to do 
leaned on the wrong wall, your ladder leaning on the wrong wall, we're on top of the building saying, look what I did. And what if Jesus is trying to get our attention? Say, wait a minute. I gifted you to do certain things, and certainly you could be a successful business person or, or whatever you have a passion for, but uh, there is a plan of God that we all need to follow because there, there's His plans, His purposes, His pursuits. And the, and the only way that we're going to get to a place where we go ahead and re-engage or engage in what God wants us to do is get all in with God. And get all in with his direction and get on, all, all in with what he's called us to do. I remember a day that God got a hold of me. I was in the business world. Thank you, Kurt. You would have made a good Jesus, too. Man, I love those shoes. Wait a minute, Jesus. Get back over there, Jesus. Ooh, I just told Jesus to do something. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I love you. And just, just in case uh, you're thinking this is pretty weird, Joseph isn't Jesus. He is a child of God, though. All right, so, so anyway, God got a hold of my life. And, and here's something sobering. I was saved when I was three. I pretty much went in my own direction for most of my formative years, and, and then God began to draw me into a greater walk through an event that, that really hurt me through col in, in college, and I won't get into that, but I, I um, you want me to get into it? I knew you did. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, this pastor, I just love to hear him when he gets in trouble and, and all that. So, what are you doing, Jesus? What? Jesus said, stay in the light. You know, because God's Word, the entrance of God's Word gives us... Okay. That was good, Joseph. That was, that was right. So, when I was in college, I, I'd always been in sports, and I had the ambition to play college football. And, uh, but because of my size, I got recruited, but um, I wanted to go uh, to D1. That's, well, actually, at that time, it was D1 AA. And so it, it was a, above certain levels of football. And so I went out. Actually, the coach said, if, if you walk on and you beat out uh, scholarship players, you'll get their scholarship. So... I had no problem with working harder than anybody, and that's what I did. From, day, from the top of the day, then went to school, then, then anyway, I did really well. So, and the school I went to and played a little ball at is Appalachian. Um, so, long story short, is that I, every, every player was reviewed uh, to see where we, are, we were, and so it was my time to meet with my coach, and um, he didn't give me money. He didn't, he didn't offer me a scholarship. So, you know, I, I, it's it sort of, to me, it was God withholding holding a decision because 
he didn't want me to go in that direction. You know, it's a good thing to say, God, this is what I want, but if you have something better, I defer to you. I'm going to defer to you. And, you know, so I, I walked on. I climbed up to uh, second string. First string guy got, got hurt, and I, I, I was there in, in first string. So, um, yeah. But they didn't follow through with their promise. And believe it or not, that, that was sort of a devastating type thing because I've always been in sports and I had an ambition to go in that direction but it wasn't the direction God wanted me to go to now that I see all the CT whatever and all that stuff good God I'm glad I didn't play more than I did tell the person next to you I knew something was wrong with you (laughs) man I'm really sorry about this today no all right so so here I am in a critical critical mode now I I studied business. Now I began, I put football behind me, and, and I'm so glad God got a hold of me. I could have just went the way of the world. I could have gone down a wrong path, but God got a hold of me in, in my uh, early college years. And, and you know what I was missing that really, really helped me move forward was being filled with the Holy Spirit. The word says, you shall receive power once the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be witnesses. In other words, you'll live a witness. This will be real to you. The Holy Spirit will help you. He'll he'll heal you. The Holy Spirit will lead you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll grace you. He'll empower you to move forward into the plan of God. And his power is so strong that he helps us to walk away from wrong influences in our life. Because even when you do say, God, I, I dedicate myself to you, um, and, and, and come on, Kurt, come here. And so Kurt is a great friend of mine and he's got the spirit. See that? I knew I was being led to him. He's got the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, just say he was in the flesh that, uh, you know, for some time. And he said, come on and follow me in this particular direction. And if I'm not strong, what am I going to do? Well, let me see. So I'm getting influenced because the word, I'm not in the word like I need to be, so I'm not really necessarily hearing God. You know what? If you want to hear God verbally, why don't you just read the word out loud? I wish I could hear from God. I wish I could hear from God. Well, just, just open the Bible and speak the word, and God's word is God speaking to me. So, you know, when, when we start following this because we have ambition, there comes a point in time your heart is rubbing you wrong. You get a spiritual upset stomach. God's trying to draw you. He's trying to draw you. And, and again, there comes a point in time in my life that I knew that if I didn't follow God, that's when you know, open up doors for wrong things to happen in your life. The safest place you could ever be in your life is right in the middle of the will of God. The most prosperous place, the most peaceful place. I mean, and, and is around your the community God sets you in. I, I actually had a terrible. I don't blame this on God. I just stepped out of God's hedge of protection, and and I was playing ball and. And I literally broke my ankle in a compounded way. That means you break your ankle so hard and so far that your bone sticks out of your leg. <laughs> that took it up to another level, I think. But you know what? I, I didn't take it as a sign. I just knew I was going in the wrong direction. 
You know, bad things can happen to us um, when we head in the wrong direction. Bad things, bad things can happen to us when, when we get out of the Word of God because the light we used to have really bright gets dim. Right. And, and, and thank you, Kurt. Thanks. Well, I was going to say thanks for influ- influencing me in the wrong direction. Appreciate it. <laughs> but there comes a point in time i got to walk away from the Kurt's in my life. And, but Kurt... When I first went in God's direction, I tried to have you follow. Say, man, there's a better way. And, and you know what? Unfortunately, uh, uh, some, if not most, of all your friends are on a different path. They're into different things. They're not doing the will of God. They don't have that on their mind. So I started reading the Word, started going to church, um, God filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and then God began to uh, give me one step at a time. <laughs> Isn't that good? That was just perfect timing. Do you see that? One step at a time. I'm on the steps. And so my step was to go to school, finish my business degree. And my parents' business was growing at such a rate, they needed my help in the business side. And so um, I finished up my degree, not online because that wasn't in existence yet. <laughs> the web was not even, we, when you spoke of a web, we thought of a spider. <laughs> Which, that's not a bad way to think about it. You get your head in some things and some places in, in, the, in the web, you get all messed up, a spider web. You see all this is working all together today? All right. Oh, yeah, I took a step. And now I was in business with my dad, and, and I was getting the money. I was getting uh, things, you know. I, I was going to be uh, in, in leadership there at uh, my dad's place. But uh, I was so hungry for God along with starting a business career that I started a Bible study in my parents' basement. And... Um, you know, it reminds me, you're doing it way better than I did, but young adults, I mean, in my parents' basement, long story short is uh, young adults with my same heart started to accumulate, started to come. I mean, it packed out that place. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I still had a spiritual but set stomach I was doing some things God wanted me to. I needed that season to get grounded because then, then because I obeyed God and stopped going in that direction, and I started going this direction. You know what? Following God is a process. You don't get to the highest level of your uh, assignment from God in one day. Right? And some of us are so far behind, I believe God can redeem the time, but that's good with it. Thank you for all your encouragement here today. So then I, um, I finally realized, I didn't know how to hear from God, but I was so miserable. I was like, God got a hold of me in such a way that I knew I needed to go into the ministry. And so my next step was go to Rainbow Bible College after I, along with finishing a couple classes, Appalachian. 
And, and I got my grounding. And, and I got such a passion for the word and such a passion for the things of God. Listen, folks, trouble's in your future. Oh, don't prophesy that over me. No, I don't have, I'll give you a scripture. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us all out of them all. The, the crises that are hardest for us to get through could be those seasons that we weren't as aggressive in the word of God and prayer that we, like we needed to be. There's some tests that have come along my, my way, not because I was just diligent in the word or whatever, but I didn't really notice that I was going through something. I was just taking my authority. I'm in the word. I'm in prayer. And so I got through that thing. But it's difficult if you get so busy, there's no room for the word. Because then when something crashes in, uh, you know, the word needs to be in our heart, and we need to operate and uh, appropriate that word. All right. So I learned these different things, went to Bible college, and um, it was one step at a time, and long story short, so I can get back up there. Aren't you glad God got a hold of your life? Is Jesus your Savior? But I want to ask this question. Is he your Lord? But I wonder if we're on that ladder. You could be so gifted, and there's some people gifted to make money. I mean, that's a gift of theirs. That's the word talks about those who are gifted in business. And, and that's marketplace evangelism, and most of us fit there. But there's going to be something. There's going to be, you know, if you're saying, you know what, there's just, I think there's just something. I believe there's something I need to do for God. Well, I, you don't need to pray about that. Because everybody has something to do for God. So if you don't know, just keep following what I'm talking about. I finally turned around, rededicated my life. I was all in. I made a commitment. I was all in for the rest of my life. And the Holy Spirit helping me. Number one thing I got from Rhema was a love for the Word. Secondly, a love for the Holy Spirit because God would never ask us to do something that he wouldn't equip us with, and with the help of the Holy Spirit. Life gets hard sometimes when we forget to pray in the Spirit, building up our most holy faith, praying in an unknown tongue. Life gets difficult sometimes because we've gotten out of the Word, which is power. It's life. It's, it's flawless. And we have light before us, so we don't have to get snagged by, by Kurt over there. Oh, Kurt rededicated his life to the Lord. I forgot. So now I'm, 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 I'm influencing him. Who's going to win? I've seen people rededicate their life, get saved, and they start on the right path. And then all of a sudden, they're, you know, we neglect the word or prayer. And all of a sudden, our flesh begins to dominate our lives. And say, wait a minute, I like that. That feels good. That, that it's just, you know, I, I love this direction because I'm able to fulfill all of my longings and desires in my flesh. But there is therefore now no condemnation for those who walk in the Spirit who do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us. So I'm headed toward my ladder still. But you know what? A lot of times you have a season of preparation before you begin to lean a ladder on the right building. Yeah. 
First thing, if I was somebody that's wondering what should I do in my life, find a good church. Find, find good, a good pastor and his wife. Find, find them. Because we have to develop up underneath the five-fold ministry gifts. It grieves my heart so much when people have home churches without it being a small group connected to the church. They're out there doing Lone Ranger things, and really more hurt comes out of those things than help. I'm not opposed to small things, small groups, but are they connected to a covering? You cannot, you cannot, you cannot mature in God and find your full expression of what God's called you to do unless you allow and submit to the anointing of a pastor on your life. You might say, wow, you're really talking about yourself today. Wait a minute. I've had, I've had a pastor for 34 years, the same one. So I talk out of knowledge. I'm telling you, I don't know, I don't know uh, marriage without their example. I, I, we don't know ministry without, without their mentoring. And, and, and through the process of, of time, you know, we begin to develop good character, and, and then one step led to another. And, and, and when we went to Bishop Passion, Lady Joy, after Rama, uh, you know, what we said was, use us any way you want to. We just want to be a blessing. Too many people are wondering what their specific assignment is for this life. You will never get that specific assignment unless you go through a process and you just simply begin serving. Oh, but I don't like that area. Is there a need? Listen, you don't have to be led to meet a need in the church if there's a need. Right, children's workers? What? Oh, oh, oh. Hey, I thought, hey, wait a minute. Oh. Hey, um, Jesus, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. When you first get started, just serve. Just serve. Just get on a team. You know, God might have you on that team forever. You're just going to perfect it. But the good thing about being on a team and serving, God will know right where you are if he has something different. And a, and in a more specific direction. If you're not serving, and you're just waiting for the oh, you're supposed to be a prophet to the nations. No, he doesn't do that. He wants to see you serving. And until you start serving, uh, God's not going to give you ultimate direction because He knows you won't do it because you're not, you're not serving right now. Thanks, babe. <laughs> uh, hey, can we talk about the full counsel of God? A little uncomfortable here today, a little funny. What do you think, Jesus? Am I doing okay? Oh, two thumbs up. Where are you going, Jesus? Oh, hey, hey, all right. Wait a minute, Jesus, come here. Come here, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Here's another scripture. He said, the word says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll do my word. It's one thing to say, I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. 
but I got my own thing going on. Uh, I'm going to let you be Savior, but not Lord, because I have my own plans. Wrong ladder, wrong building, get to the top. You might make it in heaven, but um, Jesus is trying to get our direction, trying to get our attention. We served in, in just about every capacity in the ministry that you can imagine and more. Would you like an almost flesh moment that I got when I was at St. Peter's? You all want that flesh moment? No? How about you telling me your flesh moment? No thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> I was there one day, and, and, and I did whatever I saw needed to be done. And the foyer was, it was just, the floor was dirty. So I, I didn't say, Lord, are you leading me to sweep up that dirt? You know what? I'm coming back to the second service, see what happens to. And so I, I was just sweeping and sweeping and just getting everything nice and tidy because I like God represented in excellence. And it was so funny because, no, it was not funny. I was just sweeping, and this lady starts walking up the staircase said, Pastor Coyne, it must be so nice not to have a job. And I just kept sweeping and sweeping and sweeping. Lord, help me keep my peace. It's so wonderful you could pray all day long, get in the Word all day long. If you only realize that ministry, there is a natural side, there is a, practical, uh, a supernatural side. Some people said, um, so where, what am I going to do for the next 10 weeks with financial peace? I want church. I said, this is church. Excuse me if you're here. I, 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 because within these concepts, it's scripture. And then practical handles of how to do it. All right. So anyway, serving Bishop Hash for all these years. And, you know, it, it, part of it was um, preparing me for my assignment. So eight years in, serving Bishop Hash and Lady Joy, there was just a scratch in my heart. I was serving in many different capacities. I was business administrator. I was um, over pastoral stuff. Um, but I was doing things that I so enjoyed for all these years, but then something was gnawing at me. And it was, God was coming into my life and my wife's life to give us some more specific direction. We prayed about it, and we prayed about it, and we prayed about it, and the Lord was um, putting on our heart to start this ministry so that I could, you know, lean my ladder on the will of God for my life. I'm so glad that I was serving so he could tell me something different. But then, or something in addition to what he wanted me to do. You serve your way to your destiny. You don't decide what you are, you discover it. But one thing I think we fail to do that can get us off course is we 
we fail to submit our direction to someone we trust, someone that we, we you know what? When I was working at St. Peter's, when God led us to start a church, it wasn't like they say, oh, I can't believe you're a pastor. Oh, my goodness. That should not be the way. So, but I had fruit. My wife and I had fruit for certain things. And, and so what I did, I, I set up a meeting with Bishop Pash. And, and I said, Bishop, you know, Lord sent us to serve you and Lady Joy. And, and, uh, but for some reason... For some reason, God's leading me to do, to um, start a church in Greensboro. And he said, son, I've known that for quite some time. But I needed you to hear from God because when you go toward the will of God, it'll get tough. And when it gets tough, you, you, can't, you can't wonder if you're called or not. Listen, you're going you're gonna to face trouble in the will of God and out of the will of God, but in the will of God, you can be like Goshen, that where you can do what God says and obey and take your authority because you're in your place, you're doing what you're called to do, and devil, shut your mouth up, get out of here. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to be me, but I think there's, there's I bet you, you, could, you could talk about a process of what God led you to. Please stop thinking success is speaking, a sermon. There was a day I, would, I, I, I didn't want to speak. There was a day I was in a college class or high school class. We had to do a speech, and I got a letter grade lower because I didn't want to speak before people. <laughs> so when God does something good through me, we know he helped me. He helped us. So I submitted to Bishop Pash, and uh, he, he affirmed it. Then, then the next step in my plan, and guess what? Jesus is holding me. <laughs> and, and so I just continue to follow God's plan for my life, and I'm focused like a flint. I, I am just focused. You know what? Regardless what happens in a church, if, you know, if you're supposed to be there, don't let anybody influence you out. Be, 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 just be where you're supposed to be. And if they walk away, hey, God bless you, that church over there, whatever. But as far as me and my house, this is where we're supposed to be. And we're just going to serve the Lord to our full destiny, to the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of everything God has called us to, so that when we stand before God on judgment day, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter in to the joy of the Lord in heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your being a loving father that that um, helps us, forgives us. And I thank you for drawing all of our hearts, those walk, viewing online and those that are coming from the north, south, east, and west, because I call them to come. You give up. You keep not back. You bring our sons from far, our daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone that's called to be here at Harvest Church cometh now, and all of the rest of the body of Christ where you so choose. 
Oh, Father, thank you. With your eyes closed, your head bowed, I wonder if you just slip up your right hand with me and say, God, I rededicate my life to you. God, if, 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 if the way I'm going is not your direction, go with your direction. Help me to see it. But in the meantime, I'm just going to fall in love with your word again. Say it with me, God, refill me with a hunger for the word of God, with a hunger for the things of the spirit of God. Help me today to serve my way to my destiny. Thank you, Father. I reconsecrate my life to you. In Jesus' name. Let me pray a prayer of salvation. If you're here today and you're not sure if, you know, God forbid that you left this earth, you, 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 you somehow passed away, do you know where you would go? There is eternity at stake here. One of our leaders had his sister pass on this morning. And leading up on the way, it was apparent that she was going to go. So the family had to let her go and not just keep her here selfishly. But her last breath on earth became her first breath in heaven. She knew it. I know it. But do you? If you don't, receive Jesus and you know what's going to happen? The Holy Spirit's going to bear witness that you're a child of God, that you are saved. And you just start feeding on the Word. Get plugged into the local church. And just begin to serve your way. Don't be concerned about your ultimate calling. Just serve. Just serve. Because God has a plan for your life. So if you're here today and say, Pastor Cohen, I don't know if I die today, I go to heaven. Would you include me in the salvation prayer? If you just lift up your hand with me right now. Guys, if you'll just look and if there's anybody here that wants to receive the Lord, I'm going to pray a prayer. Let's all say this together. Say, God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died on the cross for all of my sins. I believe on the third day you raised him from the dead. Jesus, I know you're alive. And today, I turn from my old ways. Oh, forgive me of all my past, God. And right now, I need you, Jesus. And I receive you, Jesus, in my heart. And I proclaim your lordship over my life thank you in 